Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. It is a uh, marvelous day that looks like the sun is going to come up on a beautiful cloudless day. For the moment, I see a red full moon just setting over the uh, the Coast Range right now, it is uh, been an interesting night, a little cool out there. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. I give out that number early and often because this is Freedom Friday. This is your opportunity to call and talk about anything you want to talk about today, politically, of course, because the show is called Political Coffee. So we talk about politics. And, of course, always with the goal at Doing it in such a manner that it gives you ammunition. I love that word, ammunition. So that you can change your world. And you do that by having those persuadable conversations with persuadable people. Lots to talk about, as there always is. But I really want to hear from you. What's on your mind today? 503-589-1220. That is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails. To Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM. Not news. And if you send me that email, I'll do my darndest to read it on the air before the end of the show. So try to call before the end of the show so I don't have to leave people hanging like I had to the other day. And we'll go on from there. Um... So here we go. And let me uh, read for you a couple of emails. Uh, Tim sends me a lot of stuff, uh, and, it's, and it's all good. Don't get me wrong. It, it's all good. Some of it, uh, I think, is really on the fringe because I, I just – I honestly don't um, – understand where yet, yet I, I don't think that it is uh, viable necessarily but you know the great thing about a free market and free minds and liberty is that you can say pretty much whatever you want unless of course you're uh, on Facebook or Twitter and the censors or Google decide what is free speech and what is not I tell you that's got to change folks and it will it will eventually, irrespective of whether Elon Musk buys Twitter or not. And I hope he does, to be honest with you. I really do. Anyway, Tim sent me a couple of things that are worthy of mention. Ukrainian soldiers confirmed they were ordered to kill civilians in Rubezno, whatever that is. It's one of their Ukrainian towns. Now, I've heard this before, that Ukrainians soldiers are killing their own people. I still have a hard time believing that. Now, he also sent me another piece. Moscow ship is finished, says former Navy 
Russian Navy officer as Russia suffers this huge. This is an MSN. So we've seen it on the news. This Russian guided missile cruiser. Apparently it was 60 miles out to sea in the Black Sea. And Ukraine says they shot a missile and it hit it and it damaged it. And they evacuated the ship because it was loaded with ammunition and things. Apparently it was being was delivering to the Crimea somewhere so they could continue. The Russians could continue their assault on those Ukrainian regions that apparently uh, it it just blew up and they were towing it to port to try to get it into a safe place. And it and it, it just sank. If that's true, and I don't know that it is, then you have to think to yourself, isn't this war winnable? I mean, really, isn't it? Isn't the Ukraine war, the Ukraine, can't they defeat a stronger military power? It looks like they're well on the way to doing that if they'll get all the stuff they need. Now, this business of this war dragging on forever is a bad thing. Having been to war twice, there's nothing good that comes out of it, folks. Unless it is liberty. Blood and treasure, the destruction of everything that it takes years to build, can be destroyed in, in a second. None of that is good. This is why, you know, th this is Good Friday. And this is Easter weekend. We as people of faith, and because we are, this country is still a country that was dedicated to God Almighty and to the message of the gospel. When Robert Hunt and the first ship that landed on the shores of this country planted a cross and dedicated this nation to Christ, this nation was founded and continues to be a nation dedicated to God and who he is and what he believes. And this is why I urge you, if you are a person of faith, to pray for this nation and then pray for the world. War, pray that wars end. And sometimes that the way you end wars you you win them. That means you have to have a strong economy so you can have a strong military. But what's happening in our economy today in America is just the opposite. Joe Biden and the radical leftists are destroying our economy. And you feel it every time you fill up your gas tank, every time you go to the grocery store, every time you go to Home Depot, buy a two by four. Hmm? We need to pray that this war ends soon, very soon, folks. We need to pray for our leadership in this country because the leftist mindset is front and center in states like ours and states like California. And that leads me to an email from Jim. By the way, it is Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Yeah, I know there's this new poll showing Pierce and Drazen 
in the lead, I don't believe it. Because 67% of Republicans haven't made up their mind. And nobody knows Christine Drazen from anywhere. All they've seen is a few signs. They don't know how badly she has damaged the future of the Republicans in the legislature because now the Democrats know they can always buy them off because of her leadership. And these farmers who are putting up her signs, again, I'm sorry, folks, I, I get on my little soapbox here. These farmers, my fellow farmers, putting up her signs, supporting her when she, her refusal to walk out and negotiate away the bill that damages farmers, the overtime bill, her refusal to do that has directly hurt those farmers, and yet they're supporting her. What is wrong with them? It's stunning to me. Yet they're doing it. And she did it, of course, because millions and millions of dollars gets to flow into each Republican caucus member's districts. Anyway, I'm done with that now. I don't believe this. There are three Dems who break silence uh, this last week, including... A Democrat governor's candidate here is pretty, pretty profound what this person is saying. Get to that. And also Tobias Reed, what he is saying. Another Democrat governor candidate. Anyway, Jim writes this email about California, the stupidity of the governor there. All in on EV in California. Jeff, I don't know if I'm getting through, but here I go. I read Gavin Newsom is going to ban gas and diesel new vehicle sales by 2035. My lightning quick mind, that's, what is that, eight years? He goes on to say, if this becomes reality, the entire nation will be affected. Can you imagine the ripple effect on the economy? You think the cost of food is getting out of control now? Just wait. That head of lettuce, that broccoli crown, those heart-healthy almonds may not only be hard to get, but completely unaffordable if you can. We all know that as California goes, so goes the nation eventually. Sadly, Californians had an opportunity to change their leadership but failed to do so. All those swimming pools will make excellent garden beds or convenient backyard grave sites. Hmm. How true. You won't be able to afford the chemicals to go in your pool in California. So you might as well turn it into a garden. That's a great point. Uh, Tim did send me the uh, story about um, that we covered yesterday, the Daily Beast story about Betsy Johnson. Thank you for that. Uh, Greg L. sent me this story about Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Bank, who just announced that a hurricane is coming to real estate and to banking. I worry about this. I know that it is to banking, I think. Uh for a various uh, number of reasons. The real estate market, I mean, he thinks that 2008 is going to look good compared to what's coming. Not so much from the real estate, I think. These are, these are very different circumstances around real estate, even though prices are absurdly high and I do not think they can be justified. However, having said that, it's where the market is. So you go with it. You just have to be smart about how you have investments and how you try to protect yourself from what might happen. Now, do I think we're going to have a huge stock market crash coming? Yes, I do. The stock market valuations are completely unsustainable. What the Federal Reserve has done 
at some point we're going to have inflation greater than it is today. And if you think it's bad today, it will get worse, folks. It's not going away. It's not transitory. This is why, you, and I'm not necessarily an advocate uh, for buying gold and silver, but I think it's smart. If you do, I have some. I also think you should stock up on food, on toilet paper, paper towels, food that is freeze-dried or that you can use readily. I, I do think that's smart, and I think you should be thinking about doing it because I think supply chain issues could get worse, especially under idiotic governors like Gavin Newsom, who, by the way, if you haven't noticed this, is, I guess, is trying to put forward a... Um, a executive order that all public school students in California must get the shot. By the way, thanks to Avis for gas prices. She has her gas log. And Glenn, hang on, I'll get to the other side of the break. It is Freedom Friday, 503-589-1220. is the power of Buick GMC talk line. Whatever you want to talk about politically is on the table. March 15th, 2021. At Costco was a dollar forty-seven. March thirtieth, just fifteen days later, was two eighty-nine. March fifth, twenty twenty-two, four nineteen. March thirtieth, four nineteen. April fourteenth, four oh nine. Wow. By the way, Republican Reed Christensen running for the governor apparently has had a stroke and is dropping out of the governor's race. We wish him well. Some other things. All of that your phone calls as we come back. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop the 22 minutes past the top of the hour. It is Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? Anything politically is on the table. 503-589-1220. It is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails always to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news and I'll try to read them on the air. Freedom Heating and Air to take care of you and make you feel a lot warmer if you're pretty cold in your home right now because your system is not working right. It's cold out there, folks. And we're going to have, over the next week or so, more storm systems coming through. In fact, there's a KGW story about the April snow that we've been getting improving the drought. Yes, that's true. That's a good thing. But you know what? If you're cold and the continued cold weather is making you miserable, call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll get out to your home right away, and they'll fix it for you. 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Visit their website, freedomheatingandair.net, to learn all the great things they can do that benefit you. Freedomheatingandair.net. Let's go to Glenn. Glenn, thanks for hanging on through the break. It's on your mind on Freedom Friday. Yeah, it's it's Easter, and I I have a story that's kind of important. Um, 
in New York. I went to New York after 9-11. We there a week and a half after the event. And to understand what I'm going to say, people have to understand two things. Uh, concrete and uh, concrete and st- or uh, iron are created by the mix of uh, of uh, sand and, uh, and and iron. It was created in New York in the 19- in the eighteen hundred early eighteen hundreds. We really didn't have a lot of tall buildings until they created. One of the inventors in New York created the idea of putting iron and clay together to create uh, reinforced concrete. Mm. If you understand that, and you understand Daniel's image, the image with the head of gold, yep, and the the breastplate of of brass, and and so on, down to the feet of iron that mend into the two feet of iron and clay mixed. Well, being in New York after 9-11, this is what happened. I was staying at the Waldorf Astoria, and I went to Broadway and started walking down Broadway and took the subway to the uh, what they call the uh, Canal Street exit. And then I walked toward the, uh, 9-11 to, to the buildings. They only let you so far, but I kind of went around the barriers. And I started, I started seeing the piles of the the clay and the iron were crushed and mixed mm. on the street quite heavily. Some of it was heavier, some of it was uh, thinner. But it was quite obvious. It was the building crushed the, the steel and and the clay together, and it was all a powder. Wow. Well, after that, what happened was I, I went back to my hotel and, it was becoming Sunday, and then I went to Calvary Baptist Church in New York, and they were having sessions for the people that died in their church in the event. And I was looking in the halls, and they were showing the pictures of the, some of the servicemen that came through Calvary Baptist in New York for World War II. The pictures were on the wall. Hmm, they used really? to come to service, and they would give them food and candy and cigarettes, and then they would send them off to the war. And that's where I was on Sunday. But on Monday, I, I went to my restaurant and I got the, LA, the New York Times. I was reading. And all of a sudden, I'm reading and it says it started raining. And I, I noticed out the window it was raining. And the iron and the clay mix, guess what it did? It what? became concrete again. Ah, and then I, really? And then the Lord said, Glenn, when you're there standing in those streets in that powder, can you visualize yourself in Daniel's dream in a kingdom of iron and clay mixed? I said, I think so. And then the Lord says, do you realize this is the last kingdom before I come? And you won't stand there very long because you will exit. But that was the most uh, awakenings I've ever had to be there and see it visually and experience it visually myself. And so the war that's coming up on the horizon, I'm wondering, will servicemen come back to Calvary Baptist Church in New York to have to go to another war? That's kind of my vision. I'm wondering. We're all wondering this. We're, we're standing on this earth right now, scratching our heads, all of us, looking what's happening to our country, multiple yes, countries, we are. Yes, multiple kingdoms. We are. Glenn, thank you for your comments, because that leads me to 
what I want to say next. Have a, a wonderful Easter weekend. Folks, this is Easter weekend. The hope for the world is not the American government. And the hope for the world is only in part our Constitution, which guarantees our inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Nature's laws, natural laws given to us by God, the creator. The world's hope for peace, for the ability to live life as you want with freedom, with prosperity. That hope is in Christ. It is not in any government or any man on the faith of this earth. Lots being written about Elon Musk wanting to buy Twitter, right? Mark Cuban says that big tech giants are trying to buy Twitter to prevent free speech from creeping in under Elon Musk. You can't put your hope in Elon Musk buying Twitter and turning around this crazy leftist free speech infringement. The hope in your faith. That's exemplified by what we celebrate this weekend. That is not so much the death of Christ, but his resurrection. 6.30 in the morning, it's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. It's an honor to have each and every one of you, the audience today. Thank you. Today is Good Friday. It's also Freedom Friday on this radio show, Political Coffee. Your opportunity to call and talk about politically anything you want to talk about. Anything is on the table. It doesn't have to be what I'm talking about. What do you want to talk about? It's really easy. Just pick up the phone and call. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Or shoot me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news and I will try to read it on the air. I got a text from my friend Anne-Marie. says, Friday, yes, our only hope in this world and beyond is in Christ Jesus. Nor the pursuit works. Bless you for speaking the truth over the airways. It will not return void. I'm increasingly aware that changing atmospheres this way makes real change. I believe, yes, there is changing atmosphere in America, and it's good. It's very good in so many ways. So we got a lot of rain coming, folks. Um, In fact, I guess Monday is supposed to be a real pounder. So because of that, we're supposed to have rain tonight, Saturday, 
Sunday halfway decent for Easter Sunday. Monday it's just supposed to pound down. If you are not um, dry in your home, then you probably ought to call Pfeiffer Roofing. If your roof is leaking, you really need to call them. They can come out and assess your problem, and they can fix it, because that's what they do. It's how they've been in business since 1978 here in the Mid-Valley area. Pfeiffer Roofing, check them out on the web, PfeifferRoofing.com, P-F-E-I-F-E-R, Roofing.com, P-F-E-I-F-E-R, Roofing. Dot com or just call them 503-647-4725. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. Whatever it takes to fix your roof. 503-647-4725. Wilbur, one of our liberal listeners, listens to us sometimes. Speaking the, you know, of the Bible and this, of course, being Easter weekend, he writes this. Said, I've always had trouble with the difference between the conservative and non conservative way the Bible has been taught and used throughout history. Yeah, so have I, Wilbur. I mean, you're not alone. One of the few things you and I agree on, but uh, the reality is man can rationalize and distort anything. I mean, just look at the distortion of truth. What is right is no longer right. It's wrong. What's wrong is no longer wrong. It's right. I mean, it's stunning. Everything in our world is turned upside down, and that is a plan right out of the pit of hell. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. we got lots of people on the phone, so we'll start first with Tim and then move to Kathy and Rebecca. Tim, good morning. Good morning. I have a number of different items. I'm going to be brief since there's a lot of people on the phone. Okay. What is the impact? The inflation, it just said this morning, the uh, wages have been hurt by about 2.7%, and that impact on the, also the cost of living. How come the political party doesn't use that because it would impact uh, the non-affiliated or silent majority that the impact of illegal immigration has on inflation. I think inflation, I think immigration has a lot to do with it. Well, it, it would be interesting to see someone connect those dots um, in the average person's mind. I, I know that emotionally, if you, and, and studies have been done about this, Tim, if you're talking about illegal aliens, if you talk about illegal aliens coming in, taking jobs from black Americans, those black Americans overwhelmingly oppose illegal immigration. And what you're proposing is the same kind of thing. It's just that it takes someone making the argument. I think it ought to be made. I think it is the argument because it does add up to inflation just as much as government spending adds up to inflation and really, really kicks it in the rear. And folks, Tim, thank you, because I'm, I'm going to move on. It's a great question. If you think inflation is bad now, you know, the inflation numbers we got just got that Tim is alluding to. Friends, that does not include 
items that have been inflated since Ukraine was invaded by Russia. Yes, there is some impact to that. We know that on gas prices, but we know it in other food prices like wheat. Farmers like me that have to buy fertilizer, 40% of the world's wheat comes from Russia and and the Ukraine both. A lot of our fertilizers come from there. You don't think that isn't going to add up to the higher cost of food? It is. It hasn't even reached the supply chain yet. It's an interesting idea that Tim suggests, drawing that, that parallel, those dots. Friends, if, um, if you're looking to buy and sell your home, because real estate prices are high, If you're going to sell, this is the time to do it. You should talk to Rebecca Donaldson. She won Best of the Willamette Valley last year because she's good at what she does. She can maybe really help you get the highest price for your home, especially if you're leaving Oregon. I hope you don't. hope you stand and fight like the rest of us. But if you're leaving Oregon and going to a cheaper state, you should call Rebecca. 503-269-0747. She and her team can really help get you the best price out there. 269-0747. Check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, good morning. Good to hear your voice again. Good morning. I was having the Trump versus Biden debate with a very liberal relative of mine. Aaron, yesterday. And I have a couple of questions if you could answer. Um, Okay. During the Trump administration, were we we buying any oil from Russia at all? And the second question is, are government paying farmers not to grow stuff? And why? Uh, I can answer both for you. The answer is yes. There have been individual oil companies, even during the Trump years, that were buying oil from Russia. It's my understanding that was a smaller amount than what is being imported from Russia today. But yes, there have been oil companies that have had those relationships for a long time, just like there were oil companies in America that have been buying um, Venezuelan oil. Uh, for a long time. So, yes, uh-huh. it was just that it was less. In fact, under Trump, not only were fuel prices lower, but we were exporting fuel. And we're not so much doing that today because they need why, why export it when you can get higher amounts of money for it here in America? You know, the oil companies are not stupid. Now, regarding uh, your, your second question was what again? Um. I keep hearing that the government is paying farmers not to grow anything. Yes. Yes. So in America, the USDA has had a long program that has been going on for 50 years, I think. And they do pay farmers not to grow crops. There is something like 34 million acres of farmland in America that is not in production for anything today because those farmers get money from the federal government through the USDA not to grow a crop there. 34 million acres. 
it is an astonishing. I've seen it firsthand down in West Texas, an old cotton land that got cottoned out because it got the cotton disease. Those farmers get back the in the years that I was down there. Those farmers got the value of the land every year. What the land was worth per acre every year in payments from the federal government not to grow crops. Why? So it's 34 million acres a year. Think about that. Think about how much food could be grown for the world. Think about how much ethanol could be produced that wouldn't impact the price of corn at all. Because a lot of that land could grow corn. I hope that answers your question, Kathy. Uh, and I Thank hope you. you have persuasive uh, conversations with that liberal person. Um, let's go to Rebecca. Rebecca, good morning. Your thoughts. Welcome. Hello. Um, my, I'm beginning to get my voice back. Yes, you are. Um, I'm, I'm calling because you said that today is Good Friday, and um, I thought I would call in and um, <clears throat> say that there's nowhere in the Bible that says that Jesus died on a Friday. That if is correct. That, that is correct. Uh, I, this is what is traditionally known as Good Friday. You're quite right. The timeline doesn't work out, does it, Rebecca? Yeah. Um, in, in fact, hang over fact, on the other side did, of the uh, the break, and I'll fulfill his one promise that he would be in the tomb for three days and three nights, and he did fulfill that. But he we did. don't see that because we talk differently than the Bible talks. I know, and that's part of the distortion christianity unfortunately jerry hang on i'll get to you on the other side of the break folks it's freedom friday what do you want to talk about at 648 call jeff now at 503-589-1220 that's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes before the top of the hour. There's a new poll. It's in the um, Oregon Catalyst that shows Bud Pierce and Christine Drazen in a relatively dead heat. Well, not entirely true. Bud Pierce, if you count those who say they're definitely going to vote for him and those who lean towards voting him. He has 10.7%. Christine Drazen, 8.2%. Um, so there you go, folks. And here's the, the big takeaway is 68% of Republican voters are still undecided. Okay. When, dis, when undecided vo voters are forced to choose 48%, remain undecided that just tells me that if you can find some money and you can say the right things any of these candidates can win speaking of poland this is stunning and this will have an impact in oregon folks listen to this gateway pundit story gallup came out with new joe biden approval ratings that he has had a massive decline amongst Younger generations, millennials and Generation Z. 
has dropped, his approval rating has dropped nearly 20 points from the beginning of his presidency. Now, here's why this matters in Oregon. The left in Oregon depends on leftist college students and young people to go out and go pound on doors and use their very well, and they're trained to do it, folks, and they're very effective at it. Use their tried and true methods of persuading the voters to vote down the party ticket. This is primarily in the general elections, okay? If these young people are discouraged because of everything about Joe Biden's administration and Kate Brown and the leftists here in Oregon, they won't turn out. It's not only that they won't vote, but they won't turn out to help leftist Democrats win. Scott Hill, by the way, this is a Northwest Observer story, is the mayor of McMinnville. He just resigned. Why? He's moving out of state, folks. Reed Christensen also did drop out of the governor's race as a Republican because he suffered a stroke. We wish him well. Do say a prayer for him. And then there's another story about concerned about crime. How did the legislators running for governor, how did they vote? It's an interesting story because it focuses on Betsy Johnson, but also has Christine Drazen, Tina Kotek, Andrea Salinas, Ron Noble, who's not running for governor, but running for the 6th Congressional District. How did they vote on crime? This is the biggest issue, I believe, in this election. And it needs to be used as such effectively. Let's go to uh, to Jerry. Jerry, thanks for hanging on. Uh, go Beeves. Hey, go Ducks. He has risen. Amen. Happy Easter. Uh, let's talk about the cult of uh, science worship. Um, we briefly talked about it the other day. They have completely uh, changed the definition of science so that they no longer have to prove anything. Normally, science, you start with a theory, you prove that theory, and then it becomes a fact. They have completely ignored that you have to prove it. Take, uh, take the virus, for example. They, they said that you needed to have all this social distancing. You had to go to the hospital. Once your lips turn blue, which is ridiculous, they basically put you on your deathbed before you go to the hospital. Yeah. And then they hit you with rendizavir, uh, which they showed, uh, that shows that 25% of the people die from it. And then they put it on a respirator that you have very little chance of coming off of. They never followed any of that science. Uh, and then they find out that, uh, that ivermectin is more effective than remdesivir, and they completely trash uh, ivermectin. They just make a theory, and then they don't, they don't prove nothing, and then we are obliged to follow it lockstep, and if you don't, then you're a science denier. They've used this over and over and over and over, and we got to get wise to it. We do, and I think people are are coming to that awareness. It, and really, the only way they're going to do it is by people like you, who research this stuff and have credibility to present it on this radio show and other mediums that you can get it out there. 
in the new media that goes around the lockdown new media like Twitter, Facebook, Google, so forth. We have to use our systems like Telegram and others to get around this. Rumble, uh, There, this is how we will educate people. And Jerry, if we can do that, uh, the reality, yeah. the truth about not only these vaccines, but also the intent behind locking us down and what that means to us in our future and our liberty. And if we can talk about the truth of the negative effects of vaccines, the negative effects of locking kids out of schools, the mental health issues, the suicide rates. If we can well, do the simple that, thing that we go uh, around the, the legacy media, we can change the country. The simple thing that the mask can filter down to 80 microns, and a virus is one micron, so a virus is 80 times smaller than what it can can filter, and that's the M95, the, the standard. Uh, it, it is absolutely useless. It is like having a door that's uh, 20 feet wide and you can't walk through it. Jerry, thank you. You've pointed out something that is incredibly important, and it has to be uh, has to be noted. And we have to talk about it, folks. That's the whole point of doing this radio show. Jerry, thank you. Have a have a wonderful Easter weekend. Yes, he is risen. This story in the Northwest Observer, by the way, about how if you're concerned about rising crime, how did legislators vote on bills that make that hurt the cops? and make it easier for crime to hurt you, for criminals. Guess what? Of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bills here, Tina Kotek voted for all of them, but sponsored all of them. Christine Drazen, the House Republican leader, also voted for each of these bills, hurting the cops and helping the criminals. Why would you vote for Christine Drazen? Hmm? Betsy Johnson at least voted no on two of the bills. Ron Noble, this is interesting, former McMinnville police chief and current state Republican representative, didn't back the blue, but he also voted for each of these pieces of legislation. He's running for the 6th Congressional District. And in fact, co-sponsored many of these bills. If you're thinking about who to vote for in the Republican primary, you might think about this. Friends, thank you for joining us this week. Be blessed each and every one of you on this day that we traditionally begin Easter weekend. I truly believe this is a profound time. Go to church, take someone with you to church, invite them who normally doesn't go. It's an opportunity for the gospel, the power of the resurrection. See you Monday.